GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another episode of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to the beginning of Z Nation as envisioned through the amazing series Black Summer, with six fantastic cast members. So without further ado, let's bring them out. Starting with our first guest, at his request, he is an actor and writer whose works include My Imaginary Ex-Girlfriend and Run. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of Lance. Please welcome Kelsey Flower. What's up, everyone? Hey, Kelsey, how are you, boss? I'm great, man. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be so fun. Oh, so glad to have you here. Everything's good in your corner of the world? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I got a plant that's not quite dead yet, so good. I'm I'm killing it. All right. You know, it's like... Yeah, Poorly yeah, chose words. Well, yeah, you're not killing... Yeah, you got a green thumb, not a black thumb. That's all we know about. <clears throat> and we'll, we'll talk about a lot of dead things when we bring out the rest of your castmates, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you here, boss. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And next, he is an actor, writer, and director whose body work includes Bigger, Claws, and This Is Us. Today, he joins us to discuss the role of the ephemeral breathweight. Please welcome Bashir Sivan. What a do! Hey! Hello, everybody. Good. How are you today, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing swell. Excited to be here, talk to some folks, and, and just happy to be here. Apparently, I'm in Greece. Oh, well, I, well, well you, you shared an interesting story about that room. Why don't you share it to our audience? Oh, yeah. No, this is my escape room for the guests. When my guests come, they're, they're like at the beach, and I even have a, an anchor for anybody that wants, you know, take a boat out and just be out there and just you know feel like as if you escaped california and went to the beach somewhere even though there's beaches in california i don't know why i did that but you know that's what happened i, I was about to say when you said escape room from the guests is that like for you <laughs> go to when you have uh guests that about worn their welcome or for the guests to uh relax it oh so for the guests to relax yeah all right all right just want to make that sure that's not <laughs> this is my escape room for the guests like Wait a oh, minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta figure it out. What are the clues? What are the clues? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I absolutely. can't wait to be invited. Oh, please, anytime, man. You ready? <laughs> we all ready for you, man. But, uh, yeah, so that's all it's all going. I just want to play with the anchor. I didn't want to see you. I just wanted the anchor. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us here today. This is gonna be absolute fun. Let's break out our next guest. Uh, he is an actor and producer whose body of work in front and behind the camera includes It's Not My Fault and I Don't Care Anyway, Tiny Plastic Men, and Caution May Contain Nuts. Today he joins us to discuss the role of Mance. Please welcome Jeff C. Lipscomb. That's me. How you That's doing? You. What's good? Everyone all right? Now, Kelsey, Kelsey, I saw you were talking about your two plant, one plant that's alive. I have two that are alive. Patty, you were talking about the green thumb. As it turns out, I have a black thumb, as you can see, and both my plants are alive. So you're gonna have to go back into that vernacular. I switched that up. And I don't want to go to an escape. That's scary. I don't want to go to invite to your house and then have to figure a way out of the room before I can hang out with you. Relax, though. <laughs> you have to work for the friendship, Jesse. Yeah, I guess it takes two. It takes two. <laughs> I stand corrected on the metaphor and duly noted. And the proof is in the pudding that right now you're in the plant lead of two to one. So Jesse is our yeah, leader. Friends and... like six feet tall. That's like 30 plants. Well, uh oh. Uh, and we got another point on the board. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, don't make me go downstairs, y'all. Don't make me go downstairs. There's a whole jungle down there in the escape room. So what, what plant, what anchor through three plants. All right, let's see what we have next. Our next guest is an actor and producer whose credits include Shazam, Manhattan Undying, and Far Cry 6. Today joins us to discuss the role of Boone. Please welcome Rodriguez, Manuel Rodriguez Signs. Ooh. Oh, I. You're, we can't hear you. We you a mute man? Yeah. Oh. Project, project. There we he's go. Doing the, he's doing the sun thing. We'll figure it out at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, if you hear us, check your settings because we can't hear you, and I don't think you're muted on our end. Oh. Oh man. So this oh, is why you're a tech reversal. This is why. Ooh. <laughs> how's that i'll tell you what man well what sometimes works is is uh, if you if you jump back out and come back in again sometimes that'll reboot why don't you give that a whirl and i'll bring out our next guest and we'll hopefully see you in a second <laughs> thanks for stopping by Manuel. that was really yeah, fun man, it was good it was yeah, good to see you man all right next he's an actor's roles include rekindling christmas the way back and my ends mc but today he joins us to discuss the role of the heroic william please welcome sal valez jr hey what's up not much not much can hey, you well, guys hear, can you guys hear good. me we, are, we can hear you, everything else. Manuel, can we hear you? Uh, can you hear me? I don't know. Yes! No. Yes. Yay. yes! Yes, absolutely. Yay. Oh. Why did he put it up like the most interesting man in the world? Are you prepared for that role? I think that's what he's playing right now. Listen, listen this, this is a baby plant that's going to actually be planted at home. I just have it getting started right now. And uh, this is uh, one of those indoor plants that, that kind of becomes a vine all around but also i got a couple other things that uh, that have been growing so you guys might want to check this out so um <laughs> oh okay okay it's slightly concerning i i i grew this this is a pure oh. avocado not bad yeah. and, oh and look by the way i, I grew this also <laughs> oh wow and so then oh yeah and my, and my last growth was i just got this yesterday i just grew this yesterday so i just wanted to keep up with everybody just show you guys Oh, never mind a sticker from the store. I was going to ask. All right, okay. okay. That's, that's your company? You <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's great It's great to diversify always, you know. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, Winnie's got Pooh, too. So, all right. So, anchors and Winnie the Pooh and plants. And, oh, boy, we are just so out of the cover. Sal, thank you for joining us. Very well. Thank glad you. we can hear you. Let's bring in our final guest. She is an actress whose credits include Marlene, Red Letter Day, and the animated series La La Oopsie. Today, she joins us to discuss the role of Anna. Please welcome Zoe Martlett. Zoe. Hi. Hey. I'm going in the opposite direction. I have two <laughs> dying plants. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. All the fans are like, are just going to talk about plants this whole time? This is insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. Zoe, how are you doing in your corner of the world? Pretty good. It's getting cold, which is exciting. <laughs> That's nice. That's like the bottom half of a painting behind you? Oh, yes, it is. It's a very exciting painting. Abstract. Oh, that is very cool. Actually. Yes. That is nice. Knowing yeah. you, did you paint it? You no. Like, last night? <laughs> no. After finishing your screenplay? 
I think abstract abstract is code for I can't draw hands. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it needs an anchor, but besides that, it's a very beautiful piece. <laughs> yes, it does. That's need an anchor. Oh, you're so big now! Oh my god! I know. I was looking at the first season and I was so sad. <laughs> such a baby. Look at you now. Oh my baby, always to me. So. <laughs> Oh well, distinguished guests, once again, thank you all for joining us here on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Our team is going through the chat room right now, pulling out the questions for you. In the meantime, I'd just like to throw this out. Uh, any regular production is uh, fraught with uh, potential mishaps and wackiness, but uh, on a series uh, involving concepts such as zombies and uh, special effects, special effects makeup, and everything that goes with that, for each of you, what was the craziest day on the set that you can personally recall? <laughs> there was this one day where um, we were supposed to just shoot these people in the face, starting off big. Um, and then Dakota, the actor who played Sonny, got this huge like gunshot wound on his face and my character was the one who had inflicted it on his character. And he just walked down the stairs and I was like, oh man, that's a good look on you. And he was like, oh, screw you. <laughs> a great day. That'll work. That'll oh work. man, I mean, I feel like mine's relatively easy to know about, uh, but the the time where I had a little fisticuff with a couple of zombies. Yeah, what happened though? There's a couple things that happened because real injuries occur. So I I, I broke my rib. One of the stunties. I don't know if I broke his nose, but I hit it when I was trying to hit him with the axe. And he had like real, this is the first time I'm saying this because I wasn't supposed to say it on set because he was actually bleeding. And he was like, just don't, don't say it. Don't tell him I'm bleeding because I can't be here. Just, I'm like, all right, I'm so sorry. But he's like, don't, shush. I don't want to get kicked out of the seat. So some of the blood coming down his is real. And I had a broken rib because I fell on my gun. Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't a prop gun. And this prop gun, this is a whole nother thing we're talking about right now, which isn't funny at all. But also this is why it's so important to have like the proper people there. I had a, I, I should have told them, but you know, me, and I had my regular gun and decided I'd take a dive and it just landed on my rib and I was like, Pah! Oh, oh, so that was fun. That was fun. I, yeah. I just, yeah. And again, that's, that's going to happen. You know, mm -hmm. this is, this is the part of showbiz that, you know, you don't hear too much about. Yeah. So yeah, gracious. Accidents happen. Accidents happen. Well, I don't know if anyone noticed in the show, but Lance tended to run quite a bit. Have to look for it. But uh, like the first, like I shot episode four. That was the very first thing I ever shot. And at the after like a 12 hour day of just sprinting all day, the, the director, Abram Cox, was like, let's just get one more. Let's just get one more. Like, just just run down the street. Just run down the street. I'm like, okay, like where am I going? He's like, just to like the horizon. Like, go to the horizon. <laughs> I was like, it, oh, you're serious. Okay, I'm just going to go pass out real quick. <laughs> um, and that was like day one. <laughs> keep just going. keep going. Keep going. Just keep, keep going. going. See the horizon? If you hit the equator, you've gone just fine. Keep, keep going. All right, just keep going. Just keep going until the reel runs out. Ooh, lunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my craziest thing was the rain scene because, you know, usually when you do a rain scene, the water is usually nice and warm. That's why people can, like, walk around and be tough during the rain. Yeah. And we were shooting in September. At that time, the temperature kind of dropped. And the warm machine that makes rain warm was broken. 
<laughs> so the entire time, I'm a, me and Justin were in a wetsuit, drenching water, freezing. And I'm talking about like, and we're like, and they're, and, they're, they're, and also because we did it during COVID, so we couldn't go all the way to our trailer, get warm and come back. So we literally stayed out there the entire time shooting in this ring and freezing. So we would be like, you know, we'll do the scene. I'd be like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And cut. <laughs> and he's like, you guys want to take a break? We're like, no, man, just keep going. Just keep going. So that was probably one of the best moments for us, especially for Justin. Justin is the part where he gets mad at me and turns around. It wasn't acting. He was really mad. He was <laughs> he was literally frustrated. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a doozy. Oh my! I can be shooting in the Rocky Mountains as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Mine, it's I think it's related with running. Boone was it was already zombie Boone, and I think we were chasing Anna and Rose. We're leaving that hangar. That Whoa! Boone spoilers, zombie. <laughs> What's that? He <laughs> says, "Spoiler." <laughs> sorry, sorry. I don't. I, 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 I want to know. Oh, he says, "Spoiler." <laughs> oh, Zombie oh, boot. Sorry. I'm just being serious, dude. It's like if anyone watching this hasn't watched the series, <laughs> I, I'm messing. I'm messing. It's an important point. Anyway, I pulled the muscle. Oh. the first take we did like five takes of that and and we were like selecting the zombies as who would be the faster and i got selected a second and i'm like yeah i am i am like i'm gonna even like outrun this guy so on the first take i pulled the muscle i didn't say anything to anybody obviously because it would be embarrassing so with half a pull muscle i did four more takes of that Pretending to be running, and then I asked, I said when I got to the hotel, and I was fine. Good thing I wasn't doing any more running that week, I think. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I kept that in mind until now. I think my, you know, I mean, accidents happen, we see it happen all the time. But I've seen on that set, we got we we knocked a stuntman unconscious during a once, sent him to the hospital. Then we I had another stuntman throw his punch his fist through the window. Uh, he thought it was sugar glass. He was hit the wrong window. I saved his hand as he went through the diner window. Another scene, I, I think one that, that was pretty crazy was we run into the diner and right behind the glass door, the zombies punching on the glass door and it shattered right in front of my face and then glass popped into my forehead. So we kept going and I didn't know there was glass in my forehead until the end of the day. Cause you know, when you go to take it out, you're taking alcohol wipes and cleaning your face, cleaning makeup off your face. And I was like, damn, that's burning. <laughs> and the nurse, the medic on set was like, wait a second, Sal and pulled out a bunch of shards of glass out of oh my, my foot. These little, little cuts right here. I loved it. I think there was battle scars. So for me, I was just like, yeah, this is great. You know? Wow. A, 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 a trooper going throughout the day and, and good yeah. job saving that. Good job saving that guy's hand. Oh man, he, he always calls me all the time. Uh, he was one of our best stuntmen um, and he, he just completely, when his hand went through the window, he, I said, I said, don't move. <laughs> Don't move. Everybody freaked out. And I grabbed the menu off of the table, the restaurant table, and I put it underneath his arm because, you know, yeah. what happens is glass, the glass from the frame will fall down and cut more. 
Yeah. So I said, dude, slowly take your arm out. <laughs> yeah, wow. And I was man. like, man, that was a nasty one. So, but we we, we had so many wrecks on that set, you know, all all accidental stuff. Everybody was trying to be safe, but whenever you're dealing with, whenever you're dealing with zombies and running and jumping and fighting, I mean, it's 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 a it's like a you're on you're in a combat zone, you know, you're, something's gonna happen. It, it it really is high, high concept shows, science fiction, horror, whatever. There's just yeah, and again, just regular production alone, as you're all aware of, things are gonna happen, and then it's and it's it's a quintupling effect too. So, oh, yeah. so absolutely, you guys, you guys, you guys all earned that stuff and everything else. And I just want to say too, really thank you all for for being a part of this show. I, I it's it's been an absolute delight, and I'm speaking for our audience as well too. I just want to say. Thank you for your talents and thank you for your professionalism and thank you for the performances you all brought to this. This was a real delight. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My absolute pleasure. We are good to go on our audience questions. So let's go ahead and roll our first one. Who comes from Roslyn? And she wants to know, how did you get your first acting jobs? Huh? Oh, wow. That's a deep one. All right. And I'll, I'll modify this a little bit. How did you get what you consider to be like your first what you think okay i'm an actor now this is my first professional gig i mean maybe you did some kids plays and stuff and when you were young so see i was jumping i was waiting i was trying to be that guy but i'm always that guy so here's what happened i was 14 years old so many decades ago 1994 there was a there was a, back in the day they used to be casting calls like cattle calls they'd be in the news and so they were in the newspaper there was a role it was asking for like a 14 15 year old scrawny african-american Teenager, loud and obnoxious. And my mom was like, "Just hey, you should try this." You, like, I had I, acting wasn't my gig. I didn't even do that beforehand. But I'm like, I'll give it a shot. What was uh, she implying? What'd you say? What was she implying based on the description of the character? Yeah, she, exactly what it said. She's like, "You're a lot, and I need to put you in some stuff." Uh, and so she, they, we, we had this this deal that if she could hear me in the uh, waiting room during the audition, she'd buy me a jumbo steely marble because I played marbles. And the Jumbo Steely was like the shot put of all marbles. You win everything. But that was enough for me. So I went in, I did the audition, I got it. It was a movie with Sydney, it was called Children of the Dust. Sydney became my mentor for like six years. And yeah, that kind of was like the show that kind of got me into the business per se, kind of. But it was one of those ones I see was on a complete whim, a fluke. It did not teach me uh, how to be, but it taught me that I loved the craft. And I learned afterwards that it takes a lot more than love, for sure. But that was the one that kind of opened. having having Sydney Poitier as a as an influence in your life. That's amazing. I mean, I to serve with love is still one of my all time favorite films ever. So yeah. I was like, good job, good job on that. Wow. Ah, who's got another one? Okay, so Black Summer is probably the first thing that I've done. That's like professional, I suppose. I've done a lot of B-rated horror movies. <laughs> Those are very exciting. But the audition for Black Summer, it was supposed to be an in-person audition. And then I got the call and my agent was like, oh, you can just do it remotely, whatever, because we were camping. So I did the audition in the forest. Cool. <laughs> and I'm like 90% convinced that's the entire reason I got it, because I was <laughs> in the forest. But you know. Wow, she commits. She's really good. And they're like, oh, get out there and did it for real. Exactly. <laughs> ah, she's young to be a method actress, but okay. She's amazing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's got another? Well, my first uh, job was actually in LA, Lethbridge, Alberta, and um, I, I it was just this. <laughs> yes, I knew Zoe would like that joke. 
at Jesse. Thank you, guys. I went to theater school in Calgary, and the first gig out was was a TYA show, uh, theater for young audiences, and I got to play a mouse in in uh, Lethbridge, as the show is called. If you give a mouse a cookie, and I was the mouse, so the title character. So you can imagine it, it just skyrocketed from there. It could only go up. <laughs> from there. Only one direction to go. <laughs> who's who's playing the mouse? Find out who his rep is. <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> That's a good mouse. <laughs> uh, who's got another? I've been uh, actually struggling trying to remember. It's it's um, anyway. I, I was already in theater school. This is back in 1998. And this is, I guess, my first audition gig that I booked. And it was a movie in Argentina. And I was super excited. I was 18 years old and I was so thrilled to, and I'm originally from Cuba. So on top of that, you throw it's like all the layers to that. And it's like, I get to shoot a movie in Argentina and I'm not even 20. And it was really- You know what? That's actually, you know, it's it's funny because it's been a long time. I can't even remember when I began this career, but I know in the beginning, I, I, I was just always entertaining everybody all the time. I would sing and do impersonations, and, and I got invited to Second City in, in 2000. That's in Chicago. And I went there, and there was like 700 people standing in line to audition and to get in the company. And I ended up winning a scholarship for like three and a half years. Wow. <laughs> Go figure, walk off the street, walk off the street. And I didn't even know what improv was to be honest. I just know how to be funny. I know how to sing. I know how to do impersonations. And the producers were like, just keep doing what you're doing. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, just keep doing what you're doing. And it works. So that was the beginning of everything for me. So yeah, Second City, Chicago. And in the context of our audience, Second City is more or less the Yale drama school of, yeah. of sketch and improv comedy. And it's it, uh, so much talent has come out of that over the past decades. And yeah. I, I envy you having that experience. Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I sometimes I will. I'm glad that you, you said that because I downplay it a lot. But to be honest, usually everybody's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I want a scholarship there, but you know, it's an interesting <laughs> school, has a lot of amazing, talented people came out of there. And I'm so proud uh, to be part of the alumni over there. So thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, one more, bring us home. Okay, it's, it's gonna be a little quick. <clears throat> All right, so <laughs> like, like Sal, I, I used to entertain. I, I, I used to love entertaining, singing, dancing, all that wonderful stuff. So I ended up going to American Idol by, by a bet, a bet that a friend of mine, we were drunk in Miami and I was drinking and we saw a line outside and I was like, what is this? And my friend was like, yo, this is thing called American Idol. And I was like, I don't care about that stuff. He's like, dude, I'll go first, you go after me and then you'll be good and you'll get in. I went, the first day it worked and I was like, yes, but if anybody that's done the American Idol thing, it's a two-week process. For the two weeks, they kept calling me back. They kept calling me back, calling me back. I made it to L.A. Yeah. All the way to L.A. There's footage out there of me making it to L.A., which is great. So I make it to L.A., boom, boom, boom. I'm number 500 and something, something. Simon uh, comes up. I do my thing for literally five seconds. They cut me off. He's like, no. And I was so mad. So Simon pulls me to the side. And he's like, hey, man, you're really talented. It's okay. If I were you, you should go to to back to Miami, get an agent. I didn't even know what an agent was. And he's like, and then start your 
acting career. And I was like, what? Word? So I called off my friend. I go to Miami and call my boys. I was like, yo, Simon Kyle just told me we got to get an agent. At that time, we had the yellow books. So I'm looking through the yellow books for agents. They don't have agents in the yellow books. They have real estate agents. So I'm looking around. I'm like, what is happening? How am I going to find an agent? So now my best friend who went to a new world school of arts, he's like, yo, my teacher, she has an agent. You should, you should audition for her. And I was like, all right, cool. So at that time, me and my two other best friends, my, my friend, Shion McKinney and Arturo Fernandez. Shion McKinney's in the neighborhood with uh, Cedric D'Antini. So we're, we're chilling there and we're like, we're, we call her up. We're like, hey, we're the best actors in Miami. <laughs> we need an agent. And she, and she had like a very high pitched voice. She was like, okay, all right, now why don't you guys come in on Wednesday? So we come in on Wednesday and we're not traditional theater folks. We're very athletic stuff. So we treat it like, like as if we're doing sports. So we're all outside, like hyping each other up, like, yeah, who can make a play? Who can make a play? You ready? You ready? <laughs> so we all <laughs> individually go in, we get our agent. And she's like, I love you guys. Cool, cool, cool. There's an audition on Wednesday. It's, it's I just want to see how you guys do in the room. It's a test. And it was for a, a lot of commercial. A Miami Lotto commercial. Mm. It was my first audition ever. So we go in, and the thing is, was green screen. It's supposed to be a ball, and you're supposed to react to the ball, and then do a dance move, and then like boom. And then I did it, and I got it. <laughs> that was my first, the first audition I've ever auditioned for, and I got it. Next thing you know, that was. Uh, Man, so you, you, you had much more. I was up in Broward at the same time you were doing that shuffle, and you got got more success than I am. So kudos <laughs> on you, you know. And I, 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 I miss, I miss physical auditions. Oh, yeah, because I, because I, I miss seeing my audition buddies, the the guys, specific role, the guys who are my height, and my build, and everything else. It was the same three or four guys. It's like, well, you know, I want to get it, but if I don't, I hope you get it, bro. Yeah, oh, all right. Let's go Especially in Miami, that was the thing. Like we would literally call each other because it was like like six black people auditioning back then, and so we would literally be like, yo, man, I need to see the audition. You better show up, man. Twelve o'clock, dude. Let's go. <laughs> then he calls somebody. He's like, "Stay go to this thing. What thing? Uh, never mind." Yeah, there it is. <laughs> that was the tough part, part about auditioning is that you'd go in the little waiting room, you'd sit down and look down the row, and everyone's just like a little bit better looking than you. As it goes, it's like, "Oh man, sucking the gut a little bit." I'm like is that? Oh my god, Ethan, huh? Please. <laughs> I haven't experienced that personally, Kelsey. <laughs> can relate to that. Man, hey, Manny, Manny, he's the guy on the other end. He's the guy. Yeah, right. you know, yeah. it's true because you actually built a little community. I'm being a Latino actor here in Toronto. You built a, a little community with your competition, and you actually become really good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. I just don't find too many six foot four, two hundred and fifty pound black actors <laughs> in the room. So, like, it's I don't look down. The Rock's getting the roles already. So usually when I'm looking down, they're like, "Can you can you play the lawyer that's supposed to be white?" I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm playing white. Give me a chance. Absolutely, Roslyn. Great question. Thank you so much for starting us off with that. Let's see what do we have next. And here's one from Sarah, who wants to know, are there any actors, or I'll say actors, directors, anyone in the arts that you consider to be your role models? Manuel, I think. Lynn manuel Are you referring no. to oh, Manuel Rodriguez? Like yeah. Oh, we're definitely hanging out now. Yeah, we have to. A handsome guy like you? For so long, Sam Rockwell has been my guy that I look up to, and I'm just like, oh man, like... You, you just see people doing the career you fantasize about and he's always been like that guy for me and then like 
bunch of new people coming up and it's tough when you idolize people who are like like three or five years younger than you mm-hmm. uh, it's like but like the Sir Sharonins and like Timothy Chalamets and all those guys that are coming up and just like damn can I hang out with you too yeah you know what I don't have I don't have a single one, uh, but there's elements of people that I've worked with and that I've observed their careers that I really do uh, want to take from. Like Kevin Hart's one person, and working with him and his his work ethic, like how hard he works, the, the constant hustle. Will Smith is another one, just on the trajectory of his career and the fourth site he puts into it. And, and, and then it's a, it's a mold of those two plus Anthony Hopkins would be like the three, if I were to put into one person, would be yeah. that with like a sprinkle of Oprah, like a Oprah seasoning. Yeah. All right on. You know, in, 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 this, in, this, in this industry, in this business, you, you, you idolize people and then sometimes you, the next day you end up working with them and you're like, what in the world? So that, that kind of like has been my career. If I, if I liked somebody, next you know I was on set with them. I, I was in love with John Travolta. Next you know him and I are shooting a movie together. Then I, I loved Oliver Stone, and next you know him and I are shooting a movie together. I love Benicio Del Toro. He's shooting a movie. Then Ben Affleck, okay, you're shooting a movie. Then, you know, and it kept going on, like all these amazing people, John Voight, and, and I got to work with these guys all one-on-one, and they all respected me very highly you know and that 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 meant the most because when you get affirmation from another actor of that stature you know that respects your work you're like all right i think i'm in the right place you know but if there was two people that i could put together that were probably most influential as a kid i used to love and and i'm not that old but as a kid i would love to watch sammy davis jr and i would love to watch danny k those two guys right there were like the ultimate you know, performers, in my opinion, sing, dance, comedy, yeah. drama. They were the best. So. Uh, that's that was that vaudeville tradition that they both yeah. came from. And they came from that very tail end of that where, yeah, you did it all. And yes. yeah, absolutely. Sal, I hope I wasn't too intimidating when we got to work together, man. Like I was sweating bullets. Yeah, man. But you were you're professional and like you got something, kid. Like you got this, dude. <laughs> Yo, my, my dude is, is actually, he became my mentor. I got really lucky to work on this movie called Three Days of Vegas. It was the last film that Ossie Davis was in before he passed. And I got to I got to meet him. I, I did a table read where I played uh, his, his uh, nephew. And then he passed away and he was replaced by my mentor, uh, Bill Cobbs. I don't, I don't, I don't, Bill Cobbs, not Cosby, Cobbs. Yeah, this man is probably the biggest role model ever because he taught, because then he asked me to be his assistant. I only had a one day shoot. I literally had a one day shoot. And then I was passing by his trailer and he was playing some jazz music and I'm a jazz head. And then he was like, man, why don't you come with me and just, you know, travel with me? And I was like, uh, yeah, let's do it. So, so he basically taught me the etiquette. Like I've never seen somebody that had so much body of work and the professionalism. He knew every single person's name. Till this day, I can't do it. Like he would know every person's name. He treated everybody so nicely. And I, I was working with Peter Falk, George Siegel, Rip Torn, and him. So you're talking about like like the highest of the high in a room. And to see 
some of them were, <laughs> let me tell you, Peter Paul was not the nicest guy in the world. We had the same birthday, which was crazy. Oh, wow. I was just like, I was just like, like a, a school of just how to be, how not to be. And, and he taught me everything that I needed to know as far as like, you know, when to just, how to just be on set and, and, and treat everybody the same, regardless of how high, because everybody was like, oh my God, you're, you know, you're Bill Cosby, blah, blah, blah. But his, his humbleness and his, and also his love for the craft, yeah. his continued wanting to study and always wanted to be better at his age. I was yeah. just like, yo, <laughs> yeah, you're my hero. It's incredible to watch the legends work. Bro. They they keep working so hard. You think like, man, you don't. They like they they really really they leave that impression on like man. we're here to tell stories. And the best gift here to do. The best gift I've gotten so far is that one day he hit me up. He was doing this movie called uh, The Ultimate Life, and then adult yeah, it was the ultimate something. The Ultimate Life is a sequel, and he hit me up. He was like, hey man, they're looking for the young me. Can you do it? And I got to play him. <laughs> I got to play a younger version of him. That's and awesome. so I'm like, oh, thank you so much. And it's That's funny because a lot of people start saying, like, I just you remind me of him. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's he he's been a he's he's yeah, you're right. Tremendous body of work, a scene stealer. I remember particularly he did a fantastic appearance on Six Feet Under and he just stole the whole show. When he character when he basically his character just called out everybody on their BS. Yeah. And yeah, it was it was great. Absolutely great. That's 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 wonderful. You have that with him. So, oh wow, ah nice, Zoe. Who got anyone? Okay, <laughs> there's a lot. I sure. really like Emma Watson. Like her stuff is super cool, and Scarlett Johansson. That's the kind of stuff that I want to be in. So you know that's sure. great. And Sorsha Ronan's is awesome, and also Christine from Black Summer. She really. <laughs> taught me how to like act on set because she told she was teaching me how to like pull yourself out of your character because black summer is super dark <laughs> and it's like you have to figure out how to be happy in between shots and she's really good at that like there's this one day where there's just a bike on set she's like i must ride the bike <laughs> we just spent 40 minutes figuring out how to get her to ride the bike so <laughs> Fair. Absolutely fair. And she did it all in Korean. <laughs> yeah. There you go. well, bring us home. So for me, it's a combination of a bunch of people. And I get inspired now. There's so much content that there's so many great actors that I get inspired every single time I, I watch the performance. Career-wise and trajectory-wise, I think John Leguciano is, is someone I, I looked up to, definitely. It's amazing also how he involves his politics in into his work. Yeah. And growing up, Dustin Hoffman was, I was a huge fan of the guy and he's, he's such an amazing actor and mostly in the 90s and the 80s, the stuff that he was doing and the characters that he was building, it was like, it's impressive. So I, I always admired him for sure. Nice, very yeah. nice. For me, it's Dick Cavett. But Sarah, great question. Thank you so much. And let's go ahead and roll another one. And this comes from Jolene, who wants to know, what would each of you be doing right now if you had not become actors or actresses? I, I think I would I would be a geologist. Wow. I think. I think. I somehow romanticize the, the idea of a geologist. Like, I don't know, I've seen, like, camping somewhere in a mountain by yourself. Exploring rocks in a Subaru. 
somehow that, that is awesome. I know that's not what geologists do, not all of them, <laughs> not a huge majority of them. The big majority just work at construction sites and for the oil companies. But I, I, I would like to see myself somehow, somehow I glamorize it and I would like to see myself as an exploding scientist. Sure. No, that's, 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 all. that's pretty awesome. It See, is, it I, is. I answer that question this way because that's with the idea that I can only be one thing. And that's not, that's not the truth. Because if I wasn't an actor, my life wouldn't look a ton different. I'd still be a writer. I'd still be, I'd still be a teacher and a coach. Those aspects are still there. I think, I think when you're following your passion, passion is what leads anyway. So if for whatever reason I couldn't act, I'd still be following my passions, which I'm still doing right now. When you step into passion, that's all that exists in your life, everywhere. So it's, a, it's an interesting question, but I answer with my life will look very similar, except for you just wouldn't see me on TV, but you'd read my books and you'd be listening to me on Spotify. So, and you still can. Right on. There you go. Well, Jeff said, but in, in my, my voice. <laughs> my voice is saying it that way, and then... Maybe something with law. I don't know. Yeah, I got told pretty early on to like, like the advice was like, like don't have a fallback because then you then you can't fall into it. And I, you know, and and I I was lucky enough to like be in a place where like acting didn't seem as scary or like it was like okay, like I have some support and all that good stuff, which I'm very fortunate for. But yeah, similar to what they're saying. Uh, I think I've always romanticized the idea of being like a therapist or a, like psychiatrist or something like that, because I do really, I am very interested in, in people and human behavior, uh, which is probably what pulled me into acting in the first place. But acting, you just get way more attention, which I quit, which my <laughs> therapist says I, I desperately need. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, there you go. <laughs> Zoe, this would be interesting for you. <laughs> if I wasn't an actor, I would be a high school student failing the drama program. If I um if I always I've done many, many things, but if I if I didn't pursue acting, I always liked the, the idea of being a fireman. I always hmm. liked the idea of saving people and shit, you know, like like save like like I'd be the fireman that just saves them and be like, come on, cut that shit out. What you doing in there in the first place? You know what I mean? Like like you know you know. And then when the camera rolls on you and they're like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Somebody playing with matches. What the fuck's your problem? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like just really be blunt and honest and and be like, come on, we got enough fire to fight. You know, I just like the idea of 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 being able to save the situation and and pull some people out and some cats and kittens and shit and be like, all right, cool. Yeah. You guys are good. Let's go. You know? So that, that was my thing. I get a kick out of that. That's <laughs> I'll be the only firefighter with a uniform with a V-neck. He's like, let's do it. Let's do it, let's do it man. <laughs> he just with random people. They're not even in trouble. Fire is good light. It's good lighting. <laughs> wait, wait. Come on, man. What's wrong with me? It's funny. With all this plan talk at the beginning, I thought we were going to say, like, oh, I'll be a gardener. Or, uh, like, I don't know, somehow, like, botanical a scientist. <laughs> a farmer. Watermelon sugar. Huh? <laughs> it's a drink. I'm going to put a straw in it. And just... right. There you go. We really want you to do that.
Yeah, if my acting career didn't take off, I would have been a Q&A host. And Jolene, hey. thank you. Great question. And I think we have time for one more quick one. Let's see if we can go on a really fun one. And uh, this is from Jose. How many plans do each of you aspire to one day own? Oh, my Lord. Oh, I like that question. And I'm just, just so you know, you can follow me on Instagram, not my regular one, but I have a plant one. It's called the Black Planter. Uh, Really? Uh, and so, yeah, legit. Legit. I have an Instagram account for my plants. Uh, and, like and I, have, I have over 40 of them. Um, really? and, I, and I love plants so very much. Everyone has a name. And I will continue to grow my little plant babies. Uh, and then, and, then I, and when they seed, I gift them to people. I just, that's it. Yeah. The, and don't be alarmed when you see that you're my 97th follower. I just started, but I needed some love and help. But I will take care of plants forever because a good friend of mine taught me all about it. And she's now made me addicted to them. And I love them so much. So I want, I don't know, a million one day, but right now I have 40. Oh, I had no idea. This wow. is so locational. <laughs> I have five thus far. It would be a, a, a shame for me not to have a plant because my dad was a botanist. He actually, uh, when he grew up in, I grew up in Haiti and he had a farm and his job was literally to grow, to regrow Haiti and, and grow like mango trees. I mean, there's like 30 different types of mangoes. A lot of people don't know that. It's not only one. <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them. And so basically, I got a chance to travel with him in, in entire Haiti, just planting trees and mangoes, avocado tree. I mean, everything you could possibly, vegetation, all of that. So I actually do know how to grow <laughs> stuff. It's just, you know, it's a trigger for me because a lot of bad stuff happened back then. So I, but I still keep plants. I still keep a whole lot of plants in my house. And once in a while, I'll just like grow, you know, simple stuff like a tomato or basil but then they'll go crazy because he also taught me how to like put the right amount of food plant to make it grow ridiculously so my my basil end up being looking like a tree and they're like what tree is that i was like no nah, it's, it's just basil it's not it's not a it's not a it's not supposed to be that big i just put some extra stuff on it <laughs> There you go. Wow. You got you guys can follow me at, at Puerto Rican Party Plants on Instagram. Um, <laughs> you literally just set that up right now, didn't you? No, 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 no. Uh, no. <laughs> real crazy like the, the real the real the real no no no. So anyways, uh I, I I'm kinda like I love plants, but I've kind of graduated to trees now and I've got I've been having this damn thing with trees and planting trees in front of my house or on different properties and I got, I've been falling in love with these damn, these palm trees. So I'm doing like a California palm, fan palm and all the, and I'll tell you something, man, these things are, they look beautiful, but they are not easy. You got you try and transplant them or take them out of the ground or move them around. You're, you're talking about a lot of work, but it's worth it. If they stay alive, the whole point is keeping them alive. And that's the point. Ah, that's the point. Just whatever you do, don't kill them. I'm doing it wrong. That's it. <laughs> no, no, no. You keep them alive. You're alive. So, uh, Zoe, how many plants do you think you'll end up having? <laughs> I currently have four plants, and two of them are dead. So, I mean, I love plants. Plants are great. One of them I've had for like eight years somehow hasn't died. You're young. You're but young. You'll get there. You'll get there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still learning. Hey! Right. Look at that. It's. We got, we got Bobby here. Bobby. Bobby, real quick. How many plants do you want? <laughs> I can't see anything. I'm seeing uh, 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> question was, how many plants do you have at your house? Oh, I'm not at home right now, but I usually have like four plants. Four plants. One dies, and then I replace the other one. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Like a set number. Rock, two o'clock. We're just wrapping up here, but I want everyone to say hi because you're here. Look, you're, uh, we're here together. Look at us. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Oh, I guess that too. Oh, my goodness. Jose, crazy question. Waterfall go out on. Thank you so much. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Black Summer. Panelists, has been an absolute delight. Any final words for our audience before we take our leave? Thank you so much for showing up, guys. It's been super yeah, cool. Thank you, for, thank you so oh, much for watching and all the love and for being here. And thank you for watching, definitely, for sure. And spread the word and uh, to everybody in the screen right now, man. You know, congratulations and all the hard work that you guys have put in, man. Seriously, this has been such a blessing for all of us. And, and you know, to be able to just be in this platform right now and to do this is a blessing. And so that's why we do what we do. So thank you for allowing us to do our work. It's been yeah. my absolute pleasure to serve you all today. Once again, thank you all for joining us on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Thank you to our audience for joining us and thank you for your great questions. Hope to see you all again soon. Until then, bye-bye everyone. Take care and remember, smiles are free. Spend them often. Love.